Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi again. We are going through the the letters of Apostle Paul to Timothy. And we are in 2 Timothy chapter 1. I went as far as verse 10 in the last podcast. Now, verse 10 is very key here. I need to deal a little bit on verse 10. Apostle Paul, in this letter to Timothy, gave, began to reveal some secrets. In verse 9 and 10, he said, let me read again from verse 8. It said, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God. According to the power of God. There will be afflictions of the gospel. Even though God is demonstrating his power, but he is going to limit his power, he is not going to reduce the affliction for those who are preaching the gospel sometimes we allow persecution sometimes we allow satan to challenge the gospel and that's why it just we say there may be some affliction of the gospel that's why apostle paul is saying because apostle paul is, for example for example he's already by this time he was writing to timothy he was already arrested in jerusalem and sent to rome actually he was the one that appealed to to the to the caesar in rome but when he was writing this letter, he was already a prisoner. So he said, that was why I was telling Apollo, uh, Timothy, his is spiritual son, that don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. That is, don't be ashamed of preaching Jesus. And don't be ashamed of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. Because there will be afflictions of the, anyone that's preaching the gospel, and anyone that's standing with the gospel. There may be some resistance from Satan who is the God of this world temporarily. But it's still according to the power of God. is still manifesting His power, even though He does not use that power to stop the, the persecution. When He likes, He can demonstrate power to stop it or to change the events uh, so that things will not happen. Like when they throw Daniel into the lion's den, because he stood for God, he stood for prayer. And they throw him into the lion's den, so right by the government of the world, but God was there to show His signs and wonder. And you see that there are others that God may not show up to show signs and wonder, but if they stood firm to the end, they are also accepted as heroes. And you see that in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, where Apostle Paul mentioned that there are others that we never heard of. They may die in that affliction, they may be killed and so on, but they were heroes also. Just like in the book of Acts of the Apostles, Stephen was the first martyr that was stoned by the Jews for preaching Jesus and Apostle Paul who was he was now an apostle he was one of them in those days when they stoned Stephen he was still called Saul of Tarsus by that time but after he also became a believer and was preaching about the same Jews turned against him and persecuted him so you can see that God allowed that affliction of the gospel for those who are going to say by too much persecution we enter the kingdom of God there will be too so much persecution by standing firm to the end that's where we're going to enter the kingdom of God now he went for that in verse 9 that we are saying that God has saved us through this power of God we are saved by and called with an holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace as free gift which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. He said, you already been given before the world began. You see, but it's manifested after we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. 
Verse 3 said, When Christ manifested, it is this same grace was manifesting to mankind through our Lord Jesus Christ. It said, but it is now made manifest. What is meant manifest? This grace of God, the free gift of God that is given to human beings, is manifested by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. You see, Christ has abolished death, yes, physically and spiritually, both of them. But it's only the spiritual death that is manifested first. What is spiritual death? That is, anyone that believes in him will not go to hell. Anyone that stood firm to the end with Christ will not go to hell because he is the Lord of all, the, both the, the living and the dead. And he has the keys of hell and of death. So once you accept Christ you are, and you are born again, you are free from hell and lake of fire. So that is the spiritual death. So we are already saved from that. So he has abolished death, not only the spiritual death, he has actually abolished physically, but that is being left to faith of individual right now while you are still alive. You can be kept from sicknesses and even from physical death if you follow him and you keep his saying, as he said in John chapter 8, verse 51. If you want to go and refer to that, Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 51 say, Verily, verily I say unto you, if a man, that's individual now, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That's talking about the physical death. Because he has already told us that anyone that believes in him is passed from death unto life. That's the, that's the, spiritual, the spiritual life and the spiritual death. I mean, spiritual death for those who, be, who are going to hell and lake of fire. But anyone that believes in Christ is already passed from that into his spiritual life, which is eternal life. So that is already guaranteed for those who accept Christ Jesus. But when he said it in John chapter 8, verse 1, really, very I said to if a man, that's not an individual, keep my saying, he shall never see that. Now he's talking about he's able to keep individual person physically alive that you never see that. Even right now, before the rapture comes, comes, he's able to keep anybody alive. You see, when if he has kept there, there will be 1,000 years or so. If he has kept there in the days of Apostle Paul, he said, if a man keep my saying, he's able to do it. But it is by, by God's election that is going to do that for any individual because he elected Enoch in that day. We do not know whether Enoch did anything spectacularly make him to be elected, but the Bible said he walked with God by faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. But see, God revealed the same thing to all of them in that generation. But Enoch was the one that was able to please God and God took him that he should not see death. So that's what we are saying. So, but Christ has actually abolished death, even the physical death, he lived it on faith. The spiritual death is guaranteed for anyone that accepts Christ. We are delivered from death, from a lake of fire and hell. We are translated into the kingdom of God. We are now delivered from spiritual death. That is automatic when you are born again. See? And you keep to the end, keep in Christ to the end. So that's what he's talking about here in verse 10. That Christ has abolished death. He has brought life and immortality to life. See, he said brought life. That is eternal life. And immortality. That is the physical life. See? Only mortal men need immortality. Let me say that again. And we human beings are called mortal men. Why do we call us mortal men? Because people die physically. That's why they call them mortality, mortal men. But only mortal men need immortality. So that's what the Bible is saying in verse 10 here. That Christ abolished death and he brought what? Life. That's eternal life. And immortality, two things. And immortality. He brought those two things to light. What do you mean to light? He exposed it to us that it's possible. He brought it to, to limelight that we can get it. That's what he's saying. Through the gospel, through this gospel we are preaching, he's saying it's possible. Come and get it. Eternal life, when you accept Christ, you have that eternal life. 
the physical life immortality he regards at the end when they are all resurrected again at the end of the world but he say he can even keep give keep your life right now in his own trance in john chapter 8 verse 51. so immortality is brought by christ eternal life is brought by christ everyone that accepted him have eternal life that's what the bible says so you have passed from death unto life but immortality is going to be granted at the end for those that are going to be resurrected from the dead and he's also able to give it to those who are alive right now and that they should never see death. That's why he said in John chapter 5 verse 51. You say that's only in the rapture. Yes, in the rapture will be the manifestation of it. For those who will be raptured, they will never see death. They will take, they will get out of this planet without seeing physical death. That is the manifestation of that immortality. But he is actually saying, if you keep his same right from now, and the rapture is still 1,000 years to come, he still can keep you as you never see death. Well, the man will be that old. Yeah, he can take them like he took Elijah away to another place. That's where he, he went, another place. Or he took Enoch away to another place. And they're still alive today. That's what Jesus Christ is saying. Very, very, I said, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see it. But say, keeping his saying, walking with him like Enoch of old, is the key for that one. And that's what everybody has been striving to do. We're trying, striving to please him so that we can get the highest reward. That's the purpose. The highest reward is live and never see death physically. Even in this time of the rapture we are talking about, that's the highest reward. Those who will go in the rapture, they have the highest reward that they will never die physically. Whether they are just in that generation that they are born in that generation, it is just that they are lucky to be born in that generation when they are raptured, if they are accepted and saints and working with God. You see. But if their generation is not the one, God is able to keep anybody and give him that immortality as he desires, as anyone that will work with him. He's just exhorting Jesus that he's able. And very important, take note of that. Let's go on to verse 11 of First Timothy or Second Timothy chapter 1, is what we are reading. Whereunto Apostle Paul now say, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. That's why he was writing this letter to Timothy, that he has been appointed as a preacher, an apostle, as a sent messenger. And a teacher of the Gentiles, so he was teaching us. But to say, for the which cause, you see, because of this ministry that was given to him, I also suffered these things. What was the things he suffered? He was in prison now. He's writing this letter from me, imprisonment. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. So anyone that is going to follow Christ must not be ashamed of whatever you suffer for Christ. He said, for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. So I propose to say, I've committed my life to his hand. He is able to keep me. Whatever way, whether to keep him physically that he never he never he never be he will not be killed, or to even keep him in Christ till the end, that even if he's killed, he's still accepted by God. So that's why I say I'm persuaded that he's able to keep me, keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Verse 13. Now let's go back to exhorting Timothy. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Now that's a good exhortation for every one of us. He said, whatever you have heard from me, that means Apostle Paul was the one that had been being a mentor for Timothy. So he's now reminding him that Timothy, hold that fast, whatever you have heard from me that I've taught you because that's very important if you keep it it will help you that the, the fruit of whatever you have been learning and you have been practicing it will be 
manifest as you do those things. But for this, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. Now, what was the good thing he was mentioning? The ministry is a good thing. Apostle I mean, Timothy was given the charge like a pastor, which is a good thing. It's a ministry serving the Lord. But it takes the Holy Ghost to be able to do it right. So that's what it could be the good thing he was mentioning. The gifts of the Holy Ghost that were also given to him, maybe the maybe he has a gift of uh, praying for the sick and they get well. Maybe maybe I we don't know which other t- gifts Timothy may have. Maybe he has the gifts of just oratory so that he could he could present the word of God right. He could present from the power of the Holy Ghost through the prophetic anointing. He said it's a good thing. And he said, keep it through the Holy Ghost. It's only good, the Holy Ghost that can help you to keep your anointing. It's the Holy Ghost that can help you to keep your your gift, all the gifts of the Holy Ghost, it's the Holy Ghost that will help you, but you have to keep walking with the Lord. You see, keep it by the Holy Ghost that dwells in us. And the good thing, the ministry that he has is also a good thing. He's as a pastor, he needs to be a good pastor. So it takes the Holy Spirit working with the Holy Ghost and doing the right thing for him to keep exhorting people and to get people blessed as he's teaching them. Verse 15 says, This thou know, now Apostle Paul is going to give some warning to Timothy or some information, really what we call it, the current status. See, this thou know that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are five jealous and I am more genes. Now, that's Apostle Paul just reporting his own situation that some of his former brethren that were in Asia when he was preaching around there about in, with them, but now he has been arrested, he is now in Rome being in prison. But maybe he expects some of these guys to come and visit him, and instead of visiting him, they were they were not visiting him. Or that's why he said, or he knew some of them that they maybe they said something that make him to say they have forsaken him. That's what he said, verse fifteen. He said, "Know that all day which are in Asia." When he say all day, does not mean everybody in Asia. Among the, he's talking about the believers now, the believers that are in Asia, because those are the people he was talking about. But even though he said all day which are in Asia. He said, of whom are, he said they have forsaken, he said they have turned away from me. And he mentioned one or two names of whom are by jealous and amogens. He said they have turned away from him. Well, I don't know how, how they turned away, maybe they didn't visit him, or he expected them to come and they, 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 they said no, they couldn't come, or things like that. But he said they have turned away from him. Verse 6 he said, The Lord gave mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my shame. Now, that Onesiphorus is one person that he also from Asia. And that's why he said, when he said all day of Asia forsaking me, he's not saying everybody. It's just majority of them is meant. That's what he means. Majority of them have, have not been visiting him. And they, they have not been responding to his letter, perhaps. But he's saying that at least there's one person in Onesiphorus also from there who has often, he said, he often refreshed me. And this is what he's going to tell about Onesiphorus. He said he was not ashamed of my shame, that he was not ashamed to say, Oh, I'm his friend. He said, Come to where I suppose and he's a prisoner here. Who are you? So, I'm his friend. That's me. You're not ashamed of this prisoner. Also. So that's why he said he's not, ash- not ashamed of my shame. But, said, but when he was in Rome, you see now, we are talking that Apostle Paul was writing this letter in, from Rome. He said, He's talking about Onesiphorus. He said, When he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. That is, he didn't know where Apostle Paul was living, but he knew how to get him. 
So he asked from this brethren, he said, oh yeah, we thought he was, he went to that place. He asked for us, oh no, he's not here. He's so from here to there today, he said, he must find Apostle Pope until he found where he's at. Because Apostle was not in, in, a, in a cage, like a prison. He was just kept in the house arrest. So he could move around in room, but he was not allowed to get out of the city because he has not gone before the, he has not gone before Caesar for the sentencing. He still has to go before he started for the airing. So that we all say for two years he was he was in that room. And according to the apostles, the last chapter, chapter 20, go and read it in the last few verses. They say he lived in his own hired home for two years. And he welcomed people that come in and go. But see, they see say and a soldier was was keeping him. So the soldier just let him move around. But there's a limit how far you could go. You couldn't go out of the city to other cities and so on. So that was what we believe was going on. But he said this ordinary for us. When he came to Rome, he sought him out diligently. Maybe ready to say, I must find Apostle Paul. I must meet him. And then maybe when he met him, he gave him some money. You see. That's why he said he refreshed me. Verse 17 is what I just read. Verse 18 said, The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in all, in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Now we go to chapter two. Now, therefore, my son, this is addressing Timothy again. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Are you strong in the grace? That simply means believe in that grace of God, and and don't be af afraid or ashamed of it. Just strongly believe in the grace of God. That the grace will carry you. It's a free gift. Through the Holy Ghost, he will carry you through all these troubles. Verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So that's another exhortation Apostle Paul is telling Timothy that you have listened to me, I've taught you some things. You also teach other people what I have taught you. It's like pass it down, pass it down to other people. And so that they can also learn from it and grow by grace, by that exhortation that you have learned from me and say those people let them also be ready to teach other people also. that's why i said commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also and that is how the gospel came to us from mouth to mouth but say thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of jesus christ that's another exhortation every every sentence that we are reading in this second timothy of apostle paul to timothy letter of apostle paul to timothy Every one of them is instruction and exhortation how to live our life and not be afraid nor ashamed. Here he say, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Anyone that is a soldier, there will be some time of drill, even in the, in the worldly army. The soldiers are, have a rough time. It's not just sitting in the barracks and enjoying themselves having party. Say, as a soldier, there will be some hard times, drills, where they crawl under the tree where they crawl under the under the barbed wire and they must keep crawling because that's part of the training and that is what he say it's a hard life hard hardness say but enjoy it as a soldier we have to endure every hardness as a soldier that may be like you go to a place to preach and they slap you as enjoy it you to get to the place maybe you walk many miles enjoy it say endure hardness as a soldier of christ now verse 4 no man that warred entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Now that is very important. He's saying we are to 
live as pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ who has chosen us to be a soldier and we shouldn't be entangled in the affairs of life what is the affairs of life that can be entanglement do you know what many people fall, fight go to court about maybe they are fighting over land land that's in many countries this man say I'm the owner of the land these people challenge them and they go to court and they kill one another fight one another those are affairs of this world what as believer, what should we be? What should we? What should we have done if we are in that situation? Apostle Paul was saying, "Why don't you rather suffer wrong? Why should you be? Why don't you rather suffer to be defrauded? If you say we have to fight it in court until they begin to shoot at one another and kill one another, or do voodoo at one another to kill the other person, that is what the world is full of. But that is entanglement. You don't get yourself in entangled in those things, fighting over this, fighting over that. You just let them have it." Why? Because our kingdom is coming. This world is not our home. That's if you have your mindset like that, our kingdom is coming. This world is not our home. Then you will not be fighting over some things like that. That's why I call it entanglement. No man that war. If you are a soldier, you don't go yourself entangled in affairs of this life. That's it. Those that you can please he who has chosen you to be a soldier. Verse 5 says, And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Now he's saying, if you are striving for mastery, think of a athletic race where people have to run 100 meters or they have to run 400 meters. There's a rule. That's what I mean by you have to run lawfully. You have to strive lawfully. If you are striving for mastery, it's almost like when you are competing for something. You are competing for this gold medal in any in any race, 100 meters. You are saying they say you can't cross this your lane. You have to stay on your lane also, and many other things. And even the athletes, let's say it's a it's a relay race. They have to. They have rules where they say you have to get that button that is going to be passed to you from this line to that line. If you cross this line, you are disqualified. Those are all rules. So that's what he's referring to when he said you have to strive lawfully if you want to be crowned. If you want to be crowned, because all of us have, are in a race, weak believers. We are in a race to please the Lord. So for us to be crowned, we have to run that race lawfully according to the rule God has laid down. Verse 6. See, the husband man that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord gives the understanding in all things. So, that verse 6 also is giving an hint. I say, well, it's, a, it's just another rule. Because he, I use the rule of if you are running a track and field, 100 meters, there's a rule. He also gives this Verse 6 as a, a, an example of what he's talking about. He said, the husband man is like anybody that is taking care of a, of a, of a farm. He said, the husband man, you're taking care of your garden. Then when, the, when you get all the crops, you also will partake of it. That's part of the rule. You can't say it's not for me. It's going to be sell everything, but you don't want to taste it. If people see that you don't want to eat what you also grow, are they, are they secure, are they safe to even eat it? So he said that, you have to be a partaker of what you grow to so want to serve to other people. So that's another wisdom he said. It's a rule in life. So the same way is what I just mentioned. There are rules that we must abide by to get the crown that we are talking about. Now verse 8. Let's go back. Let's go down to verse 8. See, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So it's more like summarizing the gospel to Timothy that don't forget what we are preaching. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, and he was from the seed of David. 
Verse 9 says, We are in I suffer trouble. He said that this, that's one of the reasons why the Jews are persecuting him because they don't want to believe that Jesus Christ was even from the seed of David and so on and so forth. So we are in I suffer trouble as an evil doer, even unto bonds, even as you they all know that by that time was in bondage means in, in prison. But the word of God is not bound. We are glad of that. He's saying, even though he was in prison, he's still preaching the word of God, he's still sending the word of God either by letter. That's why I say it's not bound. I, I may be behind bars, but I can still send the letters out and people are reading it, and the word of God is not bound. That's what he's saying. Verse 10. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may be they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So he says he's enduring all those persecution that he, is going, he was going through for the sake of the believers that he was preaching to, so that they see an example in him that hey, he suffered for this thing, and that means this thing must be true for someone to suffer like this and not back off. That means he's sure of what he's telling us that there's a heaven and there's a hell and there will be a resurrection from the dead and the dead in Christ will rise first that are going to that are going to inherit this planet again forever and ever. We are so sure of it, that's why we are not afraid to even be killed for it. And that is exactly what Apostle Paul is saying. That he saw is enjoying this thing for the elect's sake, so that we can obtain this salvation. Verse 11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. He said, if we be dead with Christ, we shall live with Christ. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Remember that. If we suffer with Christ, we shall reign with him when he shall come back. If we deny him, he also will deny us. And just like Christ said, anyone that denied me before me, I will deny him before my father and before the Holy Ghost. Verse 30 says, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Verse 40 says, of these things, it's telling Timothy right now, these things put them in remembrance. I keep teaching these things to the believers, to the brethren, because Apostle, I mean, Timothy is a pastor. So he has people that are in his congregation that is, is that listen to him. So keep reminding them of these things. I'm telling you, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about wars to no profit, but to be sub, but to the subverting of the air. That is when they are testifying, they shouldn't be debating and arguing if they are not making any convert or any impact. If they are not if they are not subverting the errors, it's just wasting of time. So they should, you should keep telling them that don't waste your time struggling about wars with people. Verse 15. Study to show yourself approved unto God. That's a direct instruction to Timothy now. Everybody should learn from that. We are all to study the word of God so that we can show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed rightly divided the word of truth. That is, we have to rightly divide the word of truth. We shouldn't be ashamed. Which means somebody that if you can rightly divide it, if the word of truth can be rightly divided, it can also be wrongly divided. That is, if people are not are reading it and not are not well versed in the word of God, they can misinterpret it. That's wrongly dividing the word of truth. Verse 16. But shun proven and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. What is a proven and vain babblings? I mean People come and debate you because of what you preach. I remember somebody sent a call in from the radio broadcast and was debating with the people about how he believed that Jesus Christ is not this, this is not that because it, it was of another religion. And then this brother sent him back and forth some exhortation about why we believe Jesus Christ is the only way and he's the only son of living God and he's God Almighty manifested in the flesh. 
And when the you know, other person came debating, I said, well, stop debating this man. Just leave him alone. He wanted to go believe the wrong thing. He wanted to believe in the lies of the of false religion. Let him be. There are some people that cannot be changed. No matter how, where you are explaining the scriptures. Remember when Jesus Christ was preaching? He told the Pharisees, he said, you will not believe because you are none of my sheep. So that is why we also know that it's not everybody that is going to be saved. If they are not of the seed of Christ, they will debate you till the end. That doesn't mean they are right. It's not who wins the argument. It is who is right. The truth will prevail in the end, but that's at the end. So that's why we say, don't waste your time arguing and debating with people. Just tell them the truth as the scripture says it. If they want to follow their false religion or false interpretation of the scriptures, leave them alone. Because Jesus Christ said, you are not of my sheep. You see, my sheep hear my voice. And you can go back and read all the letters, all the this debate between Jesus Christ and the Pharisees and the Jews in the Gospel of John. They have a lot of confrontation with Jesus Christ. And they came around Jesus and said, Tell us if you are the Christ. Tell us plainly. So that we don't keep doubting. He said, I told you and you believe not. He said, You believe not because you are not of my sheep. You mean these Jews are not, not of his sheep? Yes. He said, I know my sheep. And they hear me. And you know these people, they took up, they took up stones to stone him. Say, why are you trying to stone me? So you see, it is not everybody that will be saved. Only those that have their heart open, only those whom God called. That's why people say, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. And I will continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you.